Hi, and welcome to The Caption Life, a show for the most casual and dedicated fans of comics and a member of the Comic Watch family. I am your host, Sean. Join me and discover what the world of comics and graphic novels has to offer. From one-on-one interviews with industry professionals to roundtable discussions with passionate fans and reviews on the latest comics, TV shows, and movies. You can find me on social media under the username at Caption Life. You can also find more episodes and information at thecapsonlife.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Caption Life. One of the great things about being a kid is playing with toys. Hell, for some of us, we still love playing with toys. But just like many pop culture genre, there are many facets in the world of toys. Some people dedicate their lives to creating toys, collecting them, studying them, and even photographing them. Toy photography has actually been around for quite some time and is not simply a trend. And I thought I'd invite somebody to come on the show today to talk about toy photography. So please welcome Matt Ma, also known as Amusing King on social media, Matt runs his own photography and video production business. On social media, he is best known for his toy photography content. He is also married with three kids. Matt, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. How is everything going? I know you just had a brand new um, child at your house and you've been really busy with that. Yes, she was born November 1st, right after we went trick-or-treating, dressed as Star Wars characters. Uh um, And yeah, it's just been a, a crazy adjustment because it's our third one. So it's like my wife and I are officially outnumbered. And <laughs> that's, I mean, I've heard mixed things about that. And it's definitely been on the harder end, but right. I mean, like I wouldn't do it any other way. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm really happy. Thank for you. you guys. Yeah. And I know you are a huge Star Wars fan from what I can yes. uh, see from your account. And yeah. Your son' name is Luke. I'm assuming there's Star Wars influence from that. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's actually Luke from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Believe it or not, I actually I love Gilmore Girls, so I Dude, get that I reference. Too. Yeah, yeah. Do you really? Oh my god, <laughs> I mean, that's so great! <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't love it if it wasn't for my wife. But I mean, like, it was a show that she had started to watch. Mm-hmm. Like without me, so I don't have to watch it with her. But I, I remember I was on my computer editing, and I saw it, and like it got me hooked. And so, oh yeah, yeah I'm 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 not a, ashamed to say I'm a fan. Oh yeah, uh, well <laughs> I'll go even further and say that I actually watch it in high school. You know, on my own, I, I just thought it was a really good show. Yes. I really liked it. Yeah. So, yeah. But what's funny is my wife and I went um, for Halloween one year as Luke and Lorelai. Uh, from Gilmore <laughs> nice. Girls. So I um, I forget how I got this hat, but somebody that knew had the um, like Luke's diner hat. So oh, I just yeah. put that on and, and like a flannel shirt, basically. And 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 I was Luke from Gilmore Girls. It was probably the easiest nice. costume I ever had to make in my life. <laughs> for yeah. sure. That's awesome. <laughs> so, well, that is great. Well, again, yeah. thanks for coming on the show. You know, as we talk about with toy photography, um, I got to be honest, I know that it was a thing um, when I was not necessarily when I was growing up, but probably when I was in like high school and college, I knew toy photography was kind of a thing that existed out there. Um, And I didn't really, I guess, pay attention a lot to it until I came across your account. And I got to say, your account is amazing. Just not, you know, not just the photography that you do with toys, but your account, especially on TikTok, goes through how you set it up. And, Mm. you know, just like the before and after, I think, really does some really cool things to show how toy photography is not just taking picture of toys, but, you know, setting those things up and Mm. and, uh, kind of creating a scene in a sense. And a lot of those just look so realistic. 
that's mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would ever be able to know that they're toys. So <laughs> yeah. I, I was very excited to have you on because I think this is something that not a lot of people know about this mm-hmm. genre. It might have some preconceived notions of what it is. And so I knew that mm-hmm. I wanted to get you on the show. We've been talking about it for a while. So I'm very excited mm-hmm. to have you on here. So yeah. before we get started into that genre, I always like to ask people about their origin story. And usually because this is a mostly comic show, I ask people mm-hmm. about their comics uh, origin story. But I'm going to change it for you a little bit and ask mm-hmm. you, what's your origin story? story when it comes to toys or toy photography or anything along those lines that you might want to, you know, share like what your origin story was with that? Well, it all started at, uh, I was on a field trip and there was this radioactive spider. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, but, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, with, uh, were you saying specifically toy photography or, any of those uh, things, it could be toy photography or it could be like, you know, toys or photography in general, something like that. Or maybe yeah, it's kind it's, of a whole prog- uh, progression. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, there is kind of a progression to it. I know um, I was a I was a 90s kid. And so and I was into all the things with Pokemon cards and the video games. Uh, I did Digimon for a little bit. It wasn't as cool. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, the Gathering cards. Mm-hmm. Um this one didn't pick up, but there was a star, it was a star Wars trading card game. Um, oh, that was, yeah. like, it, it was super cool. Like you had different, had, like different uh, fields to play on. And, uh, uh, my cousin, like, my cousin, I had my cousin to do, do it all with and he, like everything we did together. Um, I got into beanie babies, collecting those. Those were like a hot thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I did do some Legos, but it wasn't like really like into collecting them. I just kind of had them, but I had, I, I had a bunch of like those toys and action figures and, um, and I, I guess, I don't know if it's a real thing or not, but I feel like, like in our DNA, there's like a collecting gene and some people have it and some people don't. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I know I definitely had it, but it kind of like went away for a while. And I've, and I've always liked everything. Like I've always been a star Wars fan. Um, uh, I got into Harry Potter late, but I like Harry Potter. Um, Lord, I love Lord of the Rings. Like, so mm-hmm. I like a, lot, like a lot of like nerdy stuff. I never really got too much in the comic books um, like themselves, but I mean, like I love like all the Marvel video games. I was also mm-hmm. a big gamer. Um, so that, that played a, a role in, I guess, my nerdiness. Mm-hmm. Um, but then going into high school, I feel like a lot of that like kind of died down and not so much for myself. I guess I was just, you know, typical like a kid trying to kind of like hide himself or try to fit in or something. I don't know. Right. Um, so I got it. It's not like I stopped watching Star Wars. I still loved it, but I just wouldn't like, I wouldn't wear a Star Wars shirt. Right. Um, and so, so I feel like it kind of like dimmed down a little bit. Um, but in college I started like with one of my friends who was kind of like a nerd also. Um, mm-hmm. And he was definitely more like just out there and it was, it was real cool. And, and, and like, just good for me. Cause I like, it, it just, I just saw like, you know, more about being myself and all that. Um, and then with my, with my church, uh, I started like going into college. I became a, like a leader for my, my student ministry. And, um, like the, they had, they had asked me to take pictures and my mom bought me like a little, I had it lying around somewhere, like a little Sony or Canon cyber shot camera. Oh so yeah, on the, yeah. On the on the trip, I just kind of took pictures because we didn't have phones back then. Um, what? <laughs> uh, or, or like, oh, I guess we did. 
but not like it was, know, it was a like, Nokia phones, not, yeah, not yeah, the smartphones. Exactly, it was exactly, like literally yeah. keypad and that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you needed you needed to have a separate camera. Right. Um, and so I remember just taking a bunch of pictures on the trip, put together like a rewind video and I was like, oh, cool. And then that kind of went into um, like, oh, I could do more than pictures. Let me do some video stuff. And so I started taking video and then I was like, hey, I can do that more than just here at church. Like, let me go like, let me do like stuff with my friends or uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that became my thing for, for a while to where I was a teacher. I taught middle school students, um, but I knew I didn't want to do that for a long time. And right. I saw an opportunity to, Hey, let me, like, I started getting better with my camera. Like, let me like go full time with this. And so I did quit my job and I jumped into photography and video. I do a lot of like wedding films too. Um, so that's, that, that's my main thing with that. But then one of the photographers that I work with, um, like, cause I was, I do a lot of wedding videos and he would do a lot of, uh, wedding photos. Uh, he was, he was, a, I guess, a, a nerd. And he like randomly, it was around when uh, Mandalorian season one came out, mm-hmm. he got, uh, like one of the black series figures and he was taking some pictures of it. And I just thought like, it looked super cool. Uh, I was like, like, what? Like, that's interesting. Cause I've always wanted to be like, I mean, I guess, uh, in a general sense, like I've always wanted to be an artist, but right. like, I, I always sucked at drawing. I never really had like good ideas for images and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always kind of just had that, but I never really like explored it. And, and even with photography, like it was definitely an outlet, but like, I wasn't able to create the images like I wanted. Right. And, and so when he, when he, he got into this toy photography stuff and started sharing some images and, and he was kind of collecting too. Uh, like it just kind of like that, that, uh, I mean, I guess like it's, it was kind of progressed, uh, progression, but that like nerd collecting gene spark that was yeah. kind of like dormant for a while. It was <laughs> like, like, I don't know, like it just went off and, or, you know, went on, um, but it blew up <laughs> and, and like, dang, like I had, I had like zero, I mean, I had some like random figures from my childhood that I, I collected or I still had. But as far as like my main collection, I I pretty much had zero and I went from zero to like, like so many, like it's like, it's ridiculous how much. So that's a part of it was the collecting. Um, So I definitely added to the whole experience. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just being a collector. But then on top of that, like being able to create scenes and, and, uh, just like make art, like it, it really like fulfilled something that was missing in me. And, uh, even with, with like the pictures and like they're small scales. And so you can kind of look at it like, Oh, well, that's nothing to it. But like, yes, there could be nothing to it and you have a bad picture, but you could really make it something like epic and not just epic, but like, what's cool is, like all the light placement because a lot of like the video, I did a lot of trainings with video production and and some other photography, like real people photography. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to like the lighting and uh, some of these like other effects and stuff, like it's easy just to throw a bunch of lights um, on, on a figure, but like there, there could be a reason why this lights here and then this lights over here in the back and, or maybe there's no light and, and then there's, oh, there's this effect here. And, oh, this lightsaber comes out. Like anyone can add a lightsaber, but is it going to look like it's a part of the image or you just added it afterward? Mm-hmm. And, and so there's so many like little things. And all of those like can translate to 
like real people too. Like, so I can, um, like I can confidently say that being a better toy photographer has made me a better, uh, real person photographer and mm-hmm. also a better, like, uh, like video maker when it comes to like, uh, like wedding films and like understanding like the lighting and, and all that. It's just, it's a, it's a great way to practice and, mm-hmm. and just get better without, you know, a model complaining or, um, <laughs> anything like that. Like everything's in your control and it's at a, a real, like a, a good scale. Like it's not, it doesn't take up too much space. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I can definitely tell with some of your content, cause I know you definitely play around with different kinds of lighting to get, different kinds of mm-hmm. moods. Cause I, I forget which one it was, but I remember I really enjoyed the one where you did some backlighting where you didn't really see a lot of the face, but when you did, it, it just kind of gave like a sinister look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember what it was, but I, I definitely have seen that in uh, some of your work. And what's mm-hmm. funny is how you talk about with toy photography, um, you know, sparked that, love that you had for all the nerdy things that lay dormant and all that. I feel like <laughs> there's a lot of people our age who have that sort of thing where we mm. grew up loving these nerdy things. And for one reason or another, we got away from it. And then as adults, we're getting back into those things that we absolutely love. And, and mm. just like what you, like I didn't really collect a whole lot of comic books or um, anything else until probably like five or seven years ago. And now it's like, mm-hmm. I, I have to figure out and be more selective of what I want because yeah. I'm like, I'm running out of space to hold all this stuff. And I don't want to just be in my attic or anything like that. Yeah. So like, I think there, there's something to the fact that there's going to be a lot of people who have that same sort of story that mm. something had happened to them as an adult that really ignited their love again for those nerdy things that they grew up with. And you definitely mm. see that in your content. And I think it's really interesting that you didn't get into toy photography till just recently. So I think it's really cool Mm -hmm. to think about, I I think there's a stigma almost, right? Mm. There's a stigma that the adults can't enjoy some of those things. Mm. And not only that, but you have to do it early on in order to, you know, have anything, you know, to do with it or, or be successful with it. Otherwise, when you get to a certain age, like, you know, might as well kiss it goodbye. But I think there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. that I'm running into that don't really get into this until well into their adulthood. Like I had somebody on the show before where they actually didn't start drawing until they were in their, I think early to mid twenties. And now they're like a great artist. And so I love hearing stories where people didn't really get into this till later in life. Cause I feel like Mm -hmm. that's how I am. Like, I feel like I'm always a little too late to the scene but when I'm on the scene, I absolutely love it. It just takes me a while to get there, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. So, but that's, no, that's really cool. I love hearing that. I love how tour photography, um, ended up being something that, um, you kind of fell into from your friend and then it's actually, as you said, made you a better photographer. Mm. Um, so it sounds like toy photography is not really your main business, but it's something that you kind of do, um, creatively, Mm. for you know one for your social media accounts but also you know just to kind of experiment and get a better understanding of the craft of photography in general that also plays into you know your video production side as well too right Mm. yeah and 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 like i do have like a slightly bigger goal than maybe most people as far as like like i do see especially with social media and like the power that it can give um Mm -hmm. like like, would it be a full-time thing? I don't know, but I definitely see the potential in it becoming something, mm-hmm. um, which is like, and it's not, which is why I am uh, like branched out as far as like, I'm not just doing photos. 
Right. So I think that's I think that's hard if you're like just taking pictures of of whatever, like unless it's I don't know the most unique craziest thing in the world, like it's not going to get a lot of attention. But if you start doing stuff like, hey, here's how I did it, and right. it's like, oh, okay, or it's like, oh, here's here's some other like ways you can do it, or mm-hmm. um, just like there's a bunch of different things to add to it, and and so whether it's uh, you know, whether it's through like the YouTube or TikTok sponsorships or, um, uh, or affiliate links or, or, or whatever, or making my, or selling my own photos or whatever. Um, I definitely hope to make it something bigger, mm-hmm. but as of right now, like I guess say, I mean, it is just like a creative outlet hobby. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I have, I, I have some, some dreams there. Oh, I was going to say, I'm fully expecting you to get some sort of uh, pay partnership with Hasbro at some point, because I think <laughs> you, honestly, Matt, like I'm not even, you know, blowing smoke um, at you, but like you're, I, I remember when I first followed you on uh TikTok, I, I think you and I were both kind of new to it and mm. we were both starting out. And I just remember early on your work was just amazing and fantastic in the scenes that you've been able to create. And each video that you put out, I'm just like, you're just leveling up that <laughs> these things, like if you hadn't done the before and after type of stuff, this would look very similar to the things that you see in some of the major production companies that they put out and everything. <laughs> it just, it looks like an actual scene from a movie. And um, mm. I just, I, I think it's just fantastic in what you've been doing with all this stuff. And one of the things that I think will be really interesting to see is um, how far like what else you could do with toy photography? Because like you said, Mm -hmm. the before and after thing I think is a genius way to kind of show that because a lot of us, I know me particularly, but I think this is a lot of people as well too. I didn't really realize the amount of effort and work it goes into making something look good until I started getting into video production myself. Mm -hmm. And that's why I personally also do like a before and after snapshot to show people, you know, when you're hiring me as a video producer or whatever, like these are the things that you're getting is that Mm -hmm. I take their raw footage and, you know, look, show them what it looked like initially and then what the end product is. So that way they have something to compare it to. And I think that's why your videos have taken off really well, because you see all the things you do on the back end, how you yeah. setting things up, what it looks like, I think, you know, in a raw camera set, like with your camera phone, mm-hmm. like kind of seeing like, you know, it's almost I, I don't know if you have this on your setting your phone or anything like that, but it tends to be just kind of like what you see, what you get type of thing with that mm-hmm. flat look a little bit. And then the yeah. end product is always, you know, something that's just very dynamic and very cool to look at afterwards as well, mm-hmm. too. So I think the before and after definitely gives people a, a better appreciation for what you do as tour photography is that it's not just simply taking your camera, snapping pictures of toys. But there's a lot of stuff that goes into it that makes it looks really good. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when you're doing all your creative toy photography sets, where do you get your inspiration from when you're doing these things? Um, there's a good chunk where it's kind of just like an idea, and like I just want to try to put it together, and mm-hmm. like so it's. I mean, maybe I have like some kind of um, inspiration from a from a movie or show or, or video game, but like, there's definitely some that are just like random thoughts, and I just like try to put it together. And it doesn't look like how I imagined. Sometimes it's worse. Sometimes it's better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of just like a I don't know, boom. But there definitely are some or another chunk that 
from a, like a movie or a video game where it's like, Hey, I really like, like how this looks. And so like, am I going to use like, I mean, I'm just kind of random, like let's say men in black, like, am I going to use like Will Smith shooting like this? Well, no, I don't have a Will Smith figure, but I can use like a stormtrooper going like this. And it looks like it, it looks cool. Yeah. Um, so like, so that's, a, that's a huge uh, way of doing it. Um, also like uh, one thing that I, cause I, I like to, um, on my YouTube videos, I do a lot of tutorials where I'm trying to encourage people to like, just get out there and shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one, one, one of them with inspiration was um, like with comic books too, or even like Google, like looking at like anime, anime is like super awesome. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like anime goes like extra all the way, like pushing the human body contortion stuff. <laughs> and, and so like, yeah, your figure might not be able to do exactly that. But Mm -hmm. if you like the way he's like charging up his sword energy blade, well then, you know, get your lightsaber guy and try to do that. And like, boom, there's a pose for you. Or, um, I do try, I mean, I haven't really tried enough recently, but I mean, I kind of said it already, like with Google images and just kind of looking at like good photos in general, Mm -hmm. um, like just seeing like what looks cool. Cause it's not like like even when I'm telling people about like settings and stuff, like uh, most of it doesn't matter right. if it looks good. Like if I can like, you know, like I have this like a brush and it's like, like you're not supposed to paint like this, but <laughs> if I go like this and I make like this really cool looking picture, like who cares how I did it. Right. Um, and so the same thing with, um, with like the photos of like settings and all that. But but, um, but yeah, a lot of it's just like kind of getting an idea from, um, from some kind of book or movie, um, and just putting it together, like how I, how I see it. Right. But I guess, I mean, I don't want to get like too crazy, but like one, <laughs> one way that I've seen it or like I've done it before, or I like this analogy is like looking at a cloud when you're like, Oh, that cloud looks like a, a shoe or that cloud looks like, like, uh, I don't know, baseball bat or whatever. It's yeah. Kind of random. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, like I can look at that same cloud and I don't see it. Yeah. But, but gotcha. here on Instagram, when I'm posting a picture, it's like, this is me like zooming in on the cloud and drawing the outline for you to see what I see. Right. Um, and so that's kind of how it is. Cause I feel like it's easy to see, to watch, you know, the Mandalorian and see like this epic background and all this cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and be like, Oh, I'm inspired by it. But like, that's not always going to translate to like, how I take it or like, it just might be different from person to person. And so, mm-hmm. um, so there's definitely a lot of like little inspirations that just kind of come in, um, from all over the place. Right. Well, and, and one of the things that you said early on was how you had an inspiration from a scene from men in black and you didn't have the Will Smith character, but you had a stormtrooper, and you mm. thought that, you know, the pose was great. I think that's actually a brilliant idea is being able mm. to take something that you see in a different uh, medium and mm. then, you know, put in a character from a different universe in there. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, that's really cool because then you start thinking about possibilities of almost like the what if of Marvel, right? It's like, what if yeah. this happens and all that? Have you done any photography where you've done, crossovers like that where a stormtrooper is fighting with someone from star trek mm-hmm. or anything like that yeah yeah um yeah definitely not star trek but uh <laughs> like i've done some the uh like the xenomorph alien like yeah. i've done 
um, like Obi-Wan and Anakin, like kind of lined up against that alien. Uh-huh. Um, oh, Buzz, Buzz Lightyear against some stormtroopers. Oh, um, yeah. I'm going to have to check these out now. <laughs> this one wasn't as cool. Like, it, like it didn't come out as good, but I did like uh, Han Solo t- uh, trying to tame a raptor from Jurassic Park. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love that oh, idea. The Iron Giant with uh, C-3PO and R2-D2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done a few, I think, Star Wars and Pokemon ones. Like I've done like Grogu and Snorlax. Yeah. Um, you should do like a Han Solo Indiana Jones one sometime. Yeah, because they did just recently come out with the the Indiana Jones line. Right. Like the, yeah. for, from Hasbro. So yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be getting one of those. <laughs> That'd be cool. That's awesome. Well, good. Mm-hmm. What is something about toy photography that people don't know about or would be surprised to learn if you said this to them? Hmm. Uh, I mean, one thing I, I do like to say is like on my, on my YouTube channel is like, well, it it is overall, I do think it's easier than it looks. Mm -hmm. And, and like anybody can do it. And uh, not sure what else there, but <laughs> like, uh, like just with your, with your phone. Cause I, I feel like, and I had this dilemma too, when I was doing like my own video stuff, uh-huh. it was like, you know, you need like the, the best camera, you need the best lens, you need the best <laughs> lighting and all this. And yes, there are, there are lenses and lights that are way better than others, right. but like you don't need that to get started. And especially right. when it comes to like, I mean, I guess a hobby, like you don't, and, and even for kids, like I wish I knew about this when I was a kid, I feel like I would have, I mean, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have have been into it, mm-hmm. but, um, but I feel like I, I do have a lot of kids that follow me and like, will say stuff and like talk about like their parents or whatever. And, and like, mm-hmm. um, and how they think it's super cool and, and whatever. And then even in real life, like some of my friends and, and kids or like my, my wife's coworkers, like see my stuff and they say their kids were actually taking pictures of toys. And um, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's really cool. Like to like, you can just with phones today, like mm-hmm. you can not just take pictures, but you can take really good pictures. So like, if you, like if you have like a, you know, your favorite toy, like just line them up mm-hmm. and then take a picture. And if you're like, Oh, that doesn't look good. Okay. What doesn't look good about it? Okay. Right. Well, maybe it's the lighting's too harsh. Okay. Well, let's come over here. Oh, okay. It looks better here, mm-hmm. but it still looks kind of boring. Oh, we can add a golf ball to the image. Oh, cool. Like it looks <laughs> better now. Yeah. And so like, and there's no film, like there's no like, Oh, I only got 20 shots left. Like, yeah. no, like you can <laughs> take as million pictures as you want. So it's yeah. like, oh, it doesn't look good like this. Okay, move it down. Oh, oh, and like just keep going. And so, um, and then so once you get there, it's like maybe that's as good as you can get mm-hmm. with your phone. Okay, so then you can start to see like, oh, I do need to upgrade. Right. But I, I feel like before you get to that point, like your phone is such a, a perfect tool to get started yeah. and kind of push you into that, um, like intermediate stage uh, mm-hmm. for sure. So that's, that's the biggest thing is like, I feel like a lot of people are like, say, or like they'll, uh, I mean, I, I've, I know I've seen a lot of negative TikTok stuff, but 
I feel like I've been lucky to not get too much like negative comments, but I feel like one, it's not even that bad, but it's like, Oh yeah. If you had like a $3,000 camera, um, <laughs> like I could do that too. And it's like, like one, my, my camera's not that expensive anyway. Right. Um, yeah. but, but two, it's like, it's totally not true. Like it's yeah. just, it's, it's, and that's what photography is. Like, I think technically it's like the study of light or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, so it's all about the lighting. That's like, I guess that's another main quote that I will say is all about the lighting. Yeah. Um, like, so if you can like be the master of one thing, like you can like with knowing different lighting techniques and, and mm-hmm. angles and stuff, like that's huge. So it's definitely way easier than, than it seems. Um, but, and then that's just at the, the very minimum, like, yes, just like with anything, like you can make it epic. You can make it super difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, and maybe some shots in your head. Yes. Those are top level shots, but at the, at, like just to get started, it's, it's easier than it looks. Right. Right. Well, and, and just like we said with the devices out there with smartphones having such good cameras now, it's a great way to get started into it. It makes it a lot more accessible than feeling like you have to have mm-hmm. a very expensive camera to do some of the things, mm-hmm. some of those things. Right. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's really cool to hear from you that it's not that difficult to get started. Um, there are tutorials like yours out there with YouTube, which by the way, mm-hmm. I'll put those in the show notes as well too, uh, for your YouTube channel and, and your social media as well. But there are YouTube videos and tutorials out there now that can help guide you in thinking about how to set up the shoot. But just like you said, a, about a small portion of it is about the equipment. And the majority of it is just knowing how to set things up. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things I tell people all the time as well, too, because I have people that say, like, yeah, I feel like I have to get, you know, like uh, a really good ring light or, the, <laughs> you know, all these different kinds of lights and stuff like that or really good yeah. microphone. And I And I usually tell I'll be the first person to say that if you want to do that, that's fine. But honestly, mm-hmm. you could probably solve 80 percent of your problem with just repositioning some of the things in your room with the lighting and and like there are things that you can have in there so for example if you have like a lamp and you want to um you know highlight something in the background or highlight your face a little bit more but you feel like it's it's very harsh on it you just put some wax like parchment paper wax paper over Mm -hmm. it and then kind of helps diffuse and all that so it's Mm -hmm. it's looking at the techniques and looking at what you have at home that can do that so that way you don't feel like you have to spend a lot of money to do this in order to get into that sort of thing. But I love hearing mm-hmm. that kids are really inspired by some of your videos and that they're taking, you know, photos of their toys. I feel like my son would love this. In fact, I, I need to, I need to show him your videos. Cause I think he would start doing that. Cause he loves lining up like all his action figures and they're not even like in the same universe. He'll have, yeah, you yeah. know, Batman and Captain Marvel on one side and Thanos mm-hmm. and Superman on the other side. And he would just, have, you know, have them all fight and everything like that. Then we just got some Harry Potter action figures. that He's lining up nice. in there. And we had a whole conversation about who, would win Thanos or uh, Dumbledore, you know, <laughs> so we had to have a whole argument about that. Um, but um, I think that's really cool that you're inspiring, you know, a lot of people, uh, but especially kids to think about using photography as an art form with the mm. things that they love. And I, I think that's something that will hopefully sprout out into other things that as they grow um, mm-hmm. older, that they can get into, you know, professional photography and not just toy photography, but they can get into yeah. different kinds of photography or, or, you know, creating video or things like that. And it just helps them kind of make something that um, can be really interesting and cool because it's about something that they love. And then it kind of, you know, 
plants the seeds for those sorts of things later on too. So mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Um, so, so not to switch gears a little bit, but I know in your TikTok videos recently, you've been getting into showing off some of your um, retro retro collectible items like your Game Boy and stuff like that. I want mm-hmm. to ask you what what got you into making videos about that? Was it just that you you know came across a box of those things and you thought it'd be really cool to share, um, mm-hmm. or what kind of inspired you to start talking about those things? Because I'll say this: is when I saw that, it brought back all my childhood memories. Like, yes, I love the Game Boy. I love playing yeah. Home Alone and Teenage yeah. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> on and stuff like that i was like oh yeah. my gosh i wish i had my my you know dark green and light green color nice. game boy that i had as a kid yeah. that's you know completely antique now but i yeah. love seeing that so i want to ask you what kind of got that started for you yeah so i know like i'm not super i guess zeroed in on like you know i only have to do like photography and that's all i'm doing or that's all i'm known for and that's it right like Um, but I do like, as far as like, like growing a following kind of thing Mm -hmm. is like, I don't like if I'm posting, you know, about like my kids, my wife, Star Wars, photography, uh, my wedding videos, uh, church stuff, what I eat, my food, like, (laughs) like, and I'm some like random person, like no one's going to care about like that. So I understand like, like, like niching down and picking one thing and focusing on that. And so that's my, that's my toy photography. So that's my foundation. Um, and I love it. Like, it's not like I'm, you know, doing something I don't enjoy. Like Mm -hmm. that's my main thing. Um, and, and doing as much as I can with that when it comes to behind the scenes or, I mean, kind of in the same realm is like, Oh, I got this figure like here, let me do a quick review on it. Um, and then here's a photo of it. Um, but on top of that, uh, I, I do like to mix in different videos that are like, aren't toy photography related. I still try to make them like nerdy related, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, like, you know, I might, I don't do a lot of stuff with my, my kids and family, um, on, on like TikTok or YouTube. I did, I did start my YouTube with some like dad life videos, but, uh, <laughs> they, they didn't go as uh, good as I thought, but, um, but yeah, like just kind of like mixing every now and then like, Oh, here's like a, you know, a funny video with my kid or, Oh, here's, um, like here's some old stuff that like I recently found. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so it's, it's just kind of like, like mixing apart or like further sharing or telling, telling my story or sharing my story. Um, like both for the fun of it and I know just for people that, that care or whatever. Right. Um, and it's, and it's also just for like, like things to relate to. Cause I, I mean, just like you said, how you saw like my video, like I've seen other people like post stuff that, or I think even you posted like the, the, the Ninja Turtle ornaments. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I have, I have, I think three of those. And, yes. <laughs> and I, I was just in my attic cause my mom always had them and kept them and she gave them to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, yeah, I just had them. So it's, it's, it's cool seeing that and, and just being able to be like, dang, that's awesome. And, yeah. and, and even if it's like five seconds of like smile and joy, mm-hmm. like it's worth it and and it's cool. And so just being able to share little things like that and and uh, and I do like retro stuff a lot, especially like you know the '90s kids vibe. Like, um, I mean, I'm obviously biased, but I feel like that was just like the, <laughs> the best the best generation, yeah. um, best best time. So um, 
So any, anytime I can like shout that out to you and I'm, I'm definitely proud of that. So, Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, it, we got so much stuff from the nineties that seem like they're staples now, you know? So mm-hmm. not that Batman came out in the nineties whatsoever. We had Michael Keaton, 89 mm-hmm. and Adam West before in and, and yeah, even, yeah. you know, the, I think the sixties animated series of Batman and all that, but Batman, the animated series in the 90s, end up being a cornerstone of what people expect from a Batman type of movie or show, you know, because of just how influential it is. The mm-hmm. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, how that started in the late 80s, and early 90s, and how mm-hmm. that's been, you know, just a uh, mm-hmm. cultural phenomenon across the board and everything. So it, it's it's. I think you're onto something though, because it's really fascinating. Because when I think about my own parents, um, especially my dad, I don't hear him or think about, um, or have I don't hear him say anything regarding um, something about his childhood that he gets excited about with a you know it could be a toy or you know some sort of um, figure or anything like that. He's he's a car man, so when you talk about cars, mm-hmm. he will go he'll talk to you about cars all day long. <laughs> but when it comes to like yeah. his childhood in terms of mm-hmm. you know toys that they had, I never hear them talk about anything re- uh, in relation to that. And I feel like that's something that. In our generation, we do that a lot now because that's probably where, you know, the phenomena of toys being a market for Mm. kids and being part of that childhood experience is something that we kind of I don't want to say cling to necessarily, but something that it brings up a lot of pleasant memories of things that we loved as a kid. And we want to share that with our own kids and everything. And so I Mm. think there's something, you know, to what you said about how the nineties just seem to (laughs) have a lot of things that people gravitate, whether you're an adult that grew up in the nineties or, you know, nowadays kids are loving things from the nineties for whatever reason, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know how neon colors made a comeback, but it did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So it's, it's very fascinating. So yeah, I'm with you on that. I think there's something about that. So, Um, You talked about your TikTok a little bit. I want to ask you, I know you just started, I think, last year or the year before. Mm. Um, Were you expecting it to take off the way it did? Because Mm. now I think you have, like, what, over how many followers now? It grew, like, a lot in in the last year or so. Uh, Yeah, I think I'm at, like, 77,000. Yeah, you just started, like, I think 2021, like, late 2021 or something like that, right? Yeah, the fall fall 2021 yeah so it so your account grew a lot and a lot of Mm -hmm. it is because of the toy photography you've been doing and things Mm -hmm. like that and and just all the other stuff like the retro Mm -hmm. um collectibles that you've been showing off things like that were you expecting that sort of thing what what did you Uh, what were you feeling when you saw that you know it just kept growing like the way it did i'm just kind of curious about yeah uh, about that feeling especially with it being toy photography like, I don't know if you were, if you're like, yeah, I knew toy photography was going to be a thing or you're just really <laughs> surprised that toy photography did so well with you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I know, well, I mean, first off the, the, uh, like I remember my, one of my friends, um, who was actually a, like a student to, so that, that I used to be, uh, like a leader with, mm-hmm. um, and he, so he was all like, um, I think it's like all Gen Z with TikTok and stuff. Right. And, and he was like, like, Oh man, like you need to like with your toy photography, you should like, you should go on TikTok. And he had, he had been telling me like, I want to say at earliest, like at least a year, maybe longer, like mm-hmm. to do it. And, and I definitely had the, like, I was still under the impression of like, you know, Oh, TikTok's just dancing and, <laughs> and it's for little kids and whatever. And, Right. And so I, I never like gave it a second thought. It was always like, Oh, okay. And then like, I'll just blow it off and not, not do it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what happened. I don't know like what changed. It might've been just, been just like my desire to be like, you know what? Like, like I want to make this something more than just a hobby. Like mm-hmm. I need to put myself out there. So, and so I, I had my Instagram and YouTube. And so I was like, I'm going to use, like I know TikTok is good at like getting growth or whatever. So I'm going to use my TikTok to shoot people to YouTube and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so it just became like this, this thing. But what ended up happening was like, I fell in love with it. And, and it's just, it's, it's been super cool because like, like I'm all about quality and, and like, I respect good quality and stuff like that from everything mm-hmm. when it comes to like everything. But, um, and there's definitely a place for that, obviously, but it's cool to like with TikTok, and not that there's not that good quality stuff on there, right. but like you can like, you, just when it comes to like posting on your phone, Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to bust out my camera and then send it to my computer and then edit and then send it back to my phone and then post it. Yes. I can just shoot it my phone and post it. And like, like nobody cares if like this behind the scenes is like HD 4k quality or just, you know, phone HD quality. Right. So that's a, that's a, um, definitely a, a big part in it. So yeah, when it, so when it came to TikTok, I was like, okay, fine, let me do it. And, and it was cool. I like, kind of getting started and I was kind of just sharing like, I tried to be out there on a couple of them and like it, it didn't do well. And it's funny how like how much like your life hinges on like the views and it's like, Oh man, like I suck now. And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and but then, uh, and I was, I was kind of just sharing, like I would post stuff on Instagram and be like, Hey, well, here's just a quick video of that. And, and it wasn't anything like purposeful. Cause I, I wasn't, it wasn't my main thing. Right. It was just like a, a means to an end kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so it wasn't until I realized like, Hey, this can be something more than just, you know, like a, a funnel or whatever. Like it can be actually can be like one of the big three. Yeah. Um, and so, and then like on top of that too, is like, I'm not, um, like there are like a, a good amount of toy photographers that have like more followers. Mm-hmm. And, and so I saw, and they, it kind of even, I mean, there's like a mixed bag because like you can have some people that have like, there's like some big toy photographer accounts on Instagram. And then, so, I mean, they can make an account wherever mm-hmm. and you know, it's going to have a lot. So it doesn't mean they grew on TikTok, Right. But I know I've seen a lot of people that have a big account on TikTok that got a big account elsewhere because of TikTok, And, and, and on that, like there's some like photographers that I've seen, um, that have like over a hundred, 200,000 on TikTok, mm-hmm. And so, and then and they don't even do that much. Right. Like, it's just like, here's, you know, like maybe once a week, here's a behind the scenes and photo. But the thing was, or is they started a long time ago. Right. Um, and so they started a while ago. And so I know like there's a lot of people that complain or whatever about like, you know, there was a big boom before or something, mm-hmm. um, like a people surging to TikTok and all that. And yeah. so, so I think if you were on, you know, earlier back then, it was easier to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, with that, I just knew, hey, this guy has over that um, that many, like it's possible. Right. So um, and and I guess not to be, I guess, big headed or anything like that, but like I would see their work and it'd be like, you know, mine's not, you know, like mine's kind of better than that. Right. Um, or I would see other, some people's work and be like, yeah, like, I mean, that, that's cool. But I, I, I feel like my shot or, 
or I can do that way better. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, like TikTok became a huge thing and I was like, I was growing like steadily at a couple of big videos here and there, but I remember there was this one and it was my, it was my friend's suggestion. It was the theme of, um, um, I guess it was like a trend saying, um, like, Oh, it's just a toy. You can't make it look real. Right. And, and so, and I met my, my friend that had first told me about TikTok. He was telling me like, Oh dude, you should do this. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm not saying no to him again. And so, <laughs> uh, so I did it and it got like my, the first time I did it, it got, um, I think like a hundred thousand views. And then I did it again. And like for a different figure, like the same trend, like I didn't do it all the time. Right. Um, I didn't want to like overdo it. I was kind of like spacing it out. And then I did it again and it was like 200,000. Oh, wow. so like, Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then I think I did it another time and it was kind of maybe like it went up again a little bit, mm-hmm. but then and so, and, and those did get me followers. And so I think I was sitting at like 9,000 something. Right. And I remember that night and I was like feeling all like giddy. Cause I was like, I want to post like, I think it's the fourth or fifth one mm-hmm. where it's like the same trend. And, yeah. and so, which is funny because it's almost like the same stuff that I do normally, but it's just mm-hmm. because the words are there. Yeah. I guess those words like keep people in- interested, like, Oh, is he going to make it look real? I don't know. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so well, for whatever reason, like I was like feeling confident about this video and, um, and so I was like, cause I had like a goal of 10,000, like right. it's like, Oh, 10 K like, Oh, it's the goal. And so I remember like hitting posts and like, I just turned my phone off and I was like, Oh man, like, like, tomorrow morning I'm going to hit 10,000 and like little did I know when I opened it, like that video took off. And I think within, I don't know if it was overnight. No. Yeah. I think it was overnight. It already had like five five or 600,000 views. Wow. And, and I already had like, I think like 10,000 followers or something Yeah, like from that. So it was kind of like, it was kind of lame because I feel like I was working so hard for like the nine, like to get to 10 K and it was like, (laughs) it felt like a little grind. Like I was like, here, here, here. And then overnight, this one video was like, and and so like, it did feel super awesome. Um, But at the same time, it was a little overwhelming too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it did like, I think now, like once the dust settled, I think it settled at like 5.1 million views. Right. Wow. And I think, I think that one I did get, I want to say just from that one, video i i probably got like 20 like twenty thousand um that got twenty thousand followers that that came from that video no kidding um yeah so, so that's yeah. The, i mean that's the power i'm not like a tiktok sponsor but that's the power of yeah. tiktok <laughs> um and yeah. and and yeah i know it did it did give me a little boost in instagram it did give me a little boost in in youtube as well so mm-hmm. so it was yeah. cool and so um uh, so yeah, as far as like, like I did know it was possible. I didn't think I was going to, it was going to happen like that. Right. Um, I definitely thought there was going to be more, more of the grind for it, but I mean, mm-hmm. like, it's not like that's, it's not like I'm done. Like that's not the end goal by any means. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm excited with where I'm at and, and I think it's, it's still only the beginning. I do have like a million, million ideas for, mm-hmm. for like stuff to post both toy photography and not toy photography. Yeah. Um, and so, so it's, it's a good man. I know there's a lot of like TikTok haters, but I mean, it's a good, it's a good app and there's, yeah. there's a lot more than dancing on it. 
Oh yeah. Well, and you know that comes from when they bought out Musically because Musically mm-hmm. I think was the basis for oh, yeah. TikTok. Um, but you know, just yeah. as what you're saying, when I first got on TikTok, I was doing a lot of video editing stuff, and so what I would do is do a lot of my videos in Premiere Pro or After Effects and do. Mm a lot of um, the visual effects. I was I was not a visual effects artist by any means whatsoever, but I was learning how to do it. And so I was mm-hmm. doing videos, you know, during the pandemic with my kid and I would make him look like he's the flash or, you know, we do yeah. like these fun. There's one video that I really love that we put on YouTube was um, like a, magical hide and seek video where it made it look like he could, you know, hide anywhere he wanted to hide by using these, um, you know, these little video editing tricks, like make him disappear in a cardboard box or Mm -hmm. have him run through the garage door or he's in a, photo frame and you know is, is frozen i walk by it and then after i walk by it you know all of a sudden it comes to life and everything and so that was a lot of <laughs> nice. fun doing that um but when i put it on tiktok the problem was like it just it was a lot of time going into it and it just wasn't getting um a lot of traction or anything like that because if you're putting stuff out there i mean the, the whole goal you know whether you admit it or not is that you want people to see it and everything and so yeah when I did a few of those videos and just thought that it wasn't worth the return on investment of putting all these hours into this video and it's like getting, mm. you know, just a couple hundred views and that's it. And so what I started doing was abandoning that. Even with, with this show, I was doing like some highly produced videos and make it look professional. Um, and I think out of all the videos I put out there, I think only one or two got over a thousand views. And so I started to do less of the video editing and lean more into just recording natively in the app and doing stories um, about mm. my niche. And that's when it really, you know, took off for me is that mm. it saved me a lot of time of doing this stuff. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's the thing that makes TikTok really accessible is that you could tell stories without having to have a very high production level experience and you can still um, get your stories out there and people really enjoy it. And so just using, mm. you know, just the stuff in app, for the editing and stuff like that, I think does a lot of wonders. That's what made it successful is that people could tell the yeah. stories without feeling like it needs to be highly polished. It, they could just mm. use those. It's almost like, you know, TikTok always kind of explain it as it's like a video meme creator because there's those trends that you create videos towards and all that. And that's exactly what memes are is, is you take some sort of trend or template and then you put your own spin to it. And that's what TikTok does. And I think that's what makes it really accessible for people is that you can, you know, tell a lot of stories out there without having to um, have access to, um, you know, these video tools and things like that. So, yeah, I think you're right on the money with that um, in terms of why TikTok is just so successful. Is this made it so accessible for people to tell their stories without feeling like it has to go through a production studio. Mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah. So, uh, well, last thing, and then uh, we will go into the comics that we're reading Um, earlier before we started talking and recording you had mentioned that you're getting some comics because you have mm-hmm. seen some really cool panels that has inspired you with some of the photography i just want to kind of ask you mm-hmm. um you know what 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 was that moment or, or what was that uh, event that you saw some sort of comic panel that made you want to get that and, and what are some of those um i guess some of those inspirations from seeing that art made you want to recreate that with your toy photography um yeah, I would say I do have a friend that is like really into comic books mm-hmm. and and I know and I mean he's into other like like um movies and and stuff too, but 
I guess comic books would be his main thing. Mm-hmm. And I know he or he always, like he would always talk about comics with me, I guess kind of like assuming that like I read them and all that. Right. And <laughs> like, I guess I kind of like never really like paid attention to it, but I feel like it was, I don't know if it was one conversation or like sometime after, but I know there was a moment where it, it might've been like reading also because there's a, it's not a comic, but it's a, I think a graphic novel with Spider-Man. Okay. Um, the one life story. It's like a blue cover with the side face. Well, cause I did, I did an audio book of it. Um, so oh, I okay, gotcha. It has to do with the, uh, vampire people. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. It's slipping my mind right now. Yeah. But like my wife and I on a, on a trip out of town, we listened to the whole book and it was super cool. And I think that kind of triggered some like, you know, like it would be cool to kind of read some, like read this, like in a comic form too. Right. And, and so I did buy some and then, uh, I bought some star Wars one or, no, I think also someone on Instagram posted a Star Wars comic. I think that's what it was too. Like it was like just like all these things colliding at around the same time. And so yeah. it just kind of hit me like like it looked cool and I saw like potential for 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 inspiration. Yeah. And and so that was one thing that when I was looking through, I was like, I want to buy a few and like which ones would inspire me the most. And mm-hmm. And so kind of looking through and being able to see like use some of those like panels as like, Hey, this is already like a, you know, cool looking shot. Yeah. And similar to like I mentioned before, it's like, well, this one is of, I don't know. Um, which one do I have? Like, even if it's a, like a Darth Vader one and he's like, Oh, here's Darth Vader. And mm-hmm. like, he's going to uh, destroy this guy. What's well, like, maybe I don't want to use Darth Vader. Like I can use anyone. Right. Like here's, here's Obi-Wan doing the same pose, but it's still like, you know, the environment, the posing, mm-hmm. the setup, like the shots there, I'm just kind of adding my own flair to it. And so, right. um, so from there I did, I did use a few comic books and then I didn't, I didn't read any, but then I ended up buying some more. Um, <laughs> and then I'm, like I had gone to a free comic book day and saw like saw some other ones I just grabbed and yeah. Um, so and those are really looks, good ones to get out of yeah. because they're, they're uh, they have a lot of great, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think a lot of them are, you know, continuity necessarily, but they mm-hmm. are just a lot of fun ones that you can at least get those visuals from and get inspiration. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and what, going back to your photography, I think one of the things I absolutely love is how you show um, in some cases, like if there's, you know, some sort of, event going on where somebody just does like a superhero landing or they're Mm -hmm. in a, you know, like a desert or something like that. You take like a, um, air duster and (laughs) and spray it to get that dust uh, sense coming from the photography. And I think that's really cool. And I I didn't know if they had any other things or other tricks or tips and thinking about when you're recreating a scene like that, what are some things that you can get that are relatively cheap or something that you can get in your household to kind of recreate some of those scenes, whether it's, you know, it doesn't Mm. have to be like a dusty background or anything like that, but something that somebody's like, you know, I want to create the scene, but I think you have to get a lot of expensive stuff. You're like, actually you only need Mm -hmm. like a couple of things that you probably have around your house. 
Yeah, I know. Well, one thing for the dust is uh, like, cause yes, I have, it's a toilet. It's like a, a toilet plunger gun. And so, oh, I mean, it costs, it yeah. costs like 10, 10 bucks. Right. And like, you just pump it up and blast it. But another alternative to that is, um, is the, I thought I had one lying around is like the keyboard spray. Yes. And so, so that, I mean, you can, you just spray that on the dirt and it pops up, but in it, I guess it is different or it can be different from the blaster because it's kind of like a, it's more of like a, like a mist blowing rather than an explosion. Oh, so the okay, blaster yeah. is more of like an explosion hero landing. Right. This one is kind of misty and, um, and there's other small, like, um, I don't have one, but it's a, uh, I mean, you can also use like a spray bottle, mm-hmm. but like a mister, um, like a facial mister. Oh yeah. Kind of, like you it has like the fan that. on it. There's one with the fan, but then there's also some others that I guess they're more high tech and it's kind of, I don't, I don't even know what it does, but it, it just kind of <laughs> like, it just kind of shoots out like water, but it's like a very like mist. And right. so disperses like, it a lot. Yeah. yeah. And so I've seen, I don't have one, but I've seen some people use that. Um, but I've used just like a water uh, spray bottle and kind of give like, it's easy to get like a rain effect. Right. Um, I've seen people, I think I've done it once or twice. Like you just throw sand or mm-hmm. throw dirt and like just throwing that can cut, can give that motion. Yeah. Um, um, also even, uh, like even like I stole this for my son, like kinetic sand. Yeah. Um, like I've used this in a few shots where it, cause this is easy, like just to throw inside mm-hmm. and it's all, like if it's not moving, it's sand. But right. like if you move it, like you can grab all of it and just put it back in its box. But like that's an easy base. Right. I love using I love using rocks. Um, like uh, some of my behind the scenes, like will be just starting with me grabbing a rock that I found at my park. Like mm-hmm. a big, I'm talking about big rocks, like that look kind of cool. And hey, this is like a, you know, this is like a either it could be a giant wall, it could be a just a big boulder. Yeah. Um, but I've seen that as an excuse also is, you know, like the dioramas, like, uh, like, Oh, I don't have like fancy cool backgrounds or, right. or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but you can make that. You can mm-hmm. at the very minimum, or even like the excuse with lights is like there's sun. And even if you, if it's a cloudy day, that's even better. Right. The cloud diffuses it and all that. Um, so like at the very minimum, you have your phone, you have dirt and, you have sunlight, like, <laughs> you know, even a street light, like whatever. Like, oh yeah. That's all you, that's all you need to, to get some, some good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, but yeah, and then there's always like so much more you can add to that yes. like when it comes to like accessories or, or mm-hmm. anything like that. But I mean, just speaking from like the bare minimum, like you don't need a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, I even, there was a TikTok video I did where, I use my Daredevil and Kingpin Legos, um, but I use Mm -hmm. the monitor as the background to simulate Mm -hmm. this. And so I got a picture of like of a Fisk Tower 
and put it on mm-hmm. the monitor. And I used some scotch tape to tape Daredevil on the screen. So it looks like he's standing on top oh, of nice. one of the platforms. Mm-hmm. And and just by positioning it, you couldn't tell that it was a monitor necessarily. You could tell it was a screen or or an mm-hmm. image maybe, but you couldn't tell it was a, it was a monitor. You didn't know exactly, at least in, in my opinion, what it was. But it looked like it was just part of the background. And like it's just those things where mm-hmm. looking at what you have and manipulating those things to be able to set up the shot is really all you really need to have. You don't need to have a lot of these expensive things like you're talking about. It's it's if you mm-hmm. want to create an outdoor scene, you probably have all the things that you need in your backyard or your front yard. You just have yep. to think about how to set those things up and, and kind of replicate that. So, yeah, that's no, right. that's cool. Awesome. Well, great. Well, before I let you go, I uh, always end the episode with talking about what comics we're reading. Um, I know before we start recording, you said that you don't usually regularly read comics, but you did get a few comic books recently. Uh, what are some of those issues or books that you got? Let me see. I have them right here. Because my, my kids invaded my office. Yeah, that happens. Because so, <laughs> I know I have, I have some Marvel ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just got Spider-Man ones. Like I'm not sure if you if you should buy them in order or anything, but I just bought one that had like Miles Morales on it also, and it looked yeah. cool. And so, I I buy whatever looks cool to me at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so these are like the Star Wars ones that I got. Like this oh, was one nice. Had, it had like three different stories. Yeah, because I bought this one before Obi Wan came out because uh-huh. there was a lot of people saying. I guess I was. I think this might have been the first one actually. Okay, because people people were saying like some of these theories of like, Oh, like this guy's going to come out in it and yeah. it, it might have this cool guy or something. And, and so I was like, I want to kind of be on top of that. I want to see like what's up and, and know the, the foundation of it all. Yeah. So, and it is cool. Like there are definitely are some stuff from here that came out in the show and, mm-hmm. and all that. And then I haven't really looked at these much, but they just look cool. Cause it's Darth Maul and Darth Vader. Yes. Um, Those are my son's so. two favorite characters is Darth Vader, and Darth Maul from Star Wars. <laughs> nice. So he'd be very happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So some cool, like, that's awesome. I don't know. Cause it's just, it's also like, there's definitely some cool art shots, but yeah. But even just like some of the action, it's just like it's yeah. simple, but like, like I can you know you use can definitely this do a photo foundation. of that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, It'd be really cool, yeah. Oh, I love that. So awesome yeah, stuff. Yeah, the the ones that I'm reading, and actually I happen to have them back here. They'll just pull out here real quick. Is um, and I read most of these. So speaking of, these are two issues I found at a comic shop that um, I wasn't planning on getting, but I saw them. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do this. And there are two issues of Cable that came out, mm-hmm. I think, in like early 2000s or something like that. And I, I'm i a huge fan of X-Men. And I remember reading about Cable, you know, being um, the son of Scott uh, Summers, which, you know, Cyclops is one of my favorite characters from the X-Men. And so mm-hmm. I picked this up and read this, and I actually really love it to the point that I'm probably going to get more comics of cable and i've been talking to people about maybe cosplaying as that character at some point too. Oh, nice. um but yeah i also have dark knights of steel from uh tom taylor that just came out which is really good um spider-man issue number four from dan slot and um and mark bagley has been really fantastic um and then the others that i'm get, that i'm getting ready to read actually is issue four of the joker the man who stopped laughing which i don't know if you've read this issue or know much about it, 
Um, have you heard about the story going around about Joker being pregnant? I have. So it's in this issue. <laughs> I, I've not read it yet, but I've read enough online to know what is going on. And that it's being a little overblown, in my opinion, in terms of what's happening in the issue and all that. Because um, not to get into it too much, but it's a what's called a backup story, which is not mm. the main story. Um, and come to find out, you know, it's it's not what people are saying it is or think it is, at least not in its entirety mm. and all that. So that's where the, that story is coming from is this issue. And I'm probably going to do nice. a couple of videos about it, actually, once I read it. So, <laughs> nice. um, But then the other one that I've been reading, this is issue two of the Riddler year one, which is uh, written by Paul Dano, who played the Riddler in the Batman movie. Oh, dang. Yes. And it is very well done. I will say this. The story is well done. So he's Paul Dano's writing the story. Um, and then the art is fantastic because I feel like the art really captures the mental state of um, Edward Nashton in the comics. And mm. I think they've done a fantastic job with that. So it's actually been one of my favorite series I've been uh, reading so far. So absolutely nice. love it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to read those. I'll probably read those today, actually. Um, Sweet. And then we have a couple of people who shared what they're reading this week. So from Comic Watch, um, the editor-in-chief, Matt Meyer, said he's currently reading the Thunderbolts Omnibus uh, Volume 1. He said it's Chef's Kiss. Um, <laughs> I've never really been into Thunderbolts. Have, have you been in Thunderbolts when you were a kid or anything? Uh, no, I yeah. feel like I just kind of see it, but I haven't really <laughs> look, looked into it. Yeah. I've only heard about it, but I never actually yeah. read any comics yeah. that feature the Thunderbolts. Um, and then a contributor at comic watch, uh, Kev Rossi said that he is giving the dark tower books that Marvel put out a few years ago, a, a read it's plotted by Stephen King's research assistant and scripted by Peter David art by Jay Lee and Richard, uh, Eisenhoff. The art, uh, the art really wasn't his thing when they came out, but he's enjoying it now. Plus he's reading some older Indiana Jones comics that dark horse put out. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be doing some Indiana Jones comics, that might be something to, uh, or Indiana Jones, uh, photography, that might be something to check out at some point. Yeah, so, that could be cool. Yeah. For sure. And then from our Illumina Casters Discord, which by the way, if you're listening, if you want to join it, there will be a link in the episode, uh, show notes, uh, from the Illumina Casters Discord. Ken from the ODPH podcast said that he's currently reading The Dead Lucky by Image Comics. I've not read it, but I've heard great things about it. Um, I also don't know much about it either, but mm. a lot of people that I'm in uh, comics, uh, social media groups and stuff like that have been talking a lot about it. So that might be something I might pick up at some point. So, mm. yeah. So, all right. Well, those are the comics that we're reading. Matt, thank you very much for joining the show and talking about your mm. journey with toy photography. Before I let you go, where can people find you and your work online? Uh, yes. YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, all of them are at Musing King. Um, I know YouTube because like they introduced that new tag or whatever. Yeah, because <laughs> like my name, my name is Matt Moff Films, but I put my tag as Amusing King. So gotcha. It should all be the same Amusing King spelling, one word. Awesome. But Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Awesome. I'll make sure to put those in the show notes as well too. So. Matt, Sweet. thanks again. I am looking Thank forward you. to seeing more stuff that you put out there. Your your work is fantastic. And like I said, I cannot wait until you get a partnership with Hasbro to do more <laughs> stuff officially for them. <laughs> All right. Yeah, appreciate it. 
And that wraps up another episode of The Caps in Life. I hope you enjoyed listening and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You can follow us on social media at Caps in Life. And if you like what we're doing, give us a shout out by tagging us in your post or send us a message. For more information about us and all of our previous episodes, visit thecapsinlife.com. Oh, 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 oh